You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Father, we want to thank you for this blessed opportunity to be in your holy presence, to be in your house, to be gathered in your name, by your name, under your name, and with your name, Lord. Thank you for this great blessing. Thank you for Botswana. Thank you for your blessing here. And thank you for your blessing that you have for them. Thank you for Grace City Church, Lord. Thank you, God, for the good things you have begun with them, that you will perfect it. Lord, let this church be blessed, Lord. Let this house be a blessed place, Lord. Let it be a place of blessing, a place place of solutions, a place of deliverance, a place of abundant grace, Lord. Let your blessing prevail in this place, Lord. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be here today. I pray that your will shall be done amongst us. I pray for light. I pray for revelation. Thank you, Lord, that we shall be filled with your spirit through your word. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a bigger amen. Amen. Say an even bigger amen. Amazing. Take your seats. Well, this this morning, I have a very simple message for you. uh, Because I believe that it's always important to know God's heartbeat and what God likes what God wants. It's always it's very, 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 very important. My message is very simple, but I need you to know that this is God. And this is what God will say. You know, um, God's content, concern and God's heart for the world is that the world should be saved. Yes. The world should be saved above everything else and beyond anything else. There is nothing better and greater and bigger that you can give to a human being than salvation. Than salvation. So I need every one of us here to listen carefully and to remember if uh, if ever, if ever I never see your faces again, you don't see me again. I want you to remember that I told you that if there's anything you can give to a man and that God would like to give to you, it will be salvation I, I, you know sometimes when I think about salvation when I think about salvation I, I just say to myself God does not owe me anything more and it is true oh, yes. after salvation he doesn't owe you anything more I mean anything else anything extra that God does for you it is actually extra because if you are saved 
if you're saved it's the biggest greatest and best gift you can ever have because as i find i find uh, as i find christians a little greedy that is like after you are saved then it's like no god if you do this for me i'll do that for you if you do this but what god has done for for you if you are saved you should know that he doesn't owe you anything else yes he's done it all he's done it all anything else anything that's extra what is left rather after salvation what is left rather is for you to say thank you to him thank you that's why i'm so grateful to him that he has included me in the work of the ministry yes that after saving me he's rather giving me the opportunity to work for him and to serve him because after after salvation the only thing you should be thinking about is how can i say thanks how can i say thanks that's that's the only thing you should be thinking about how can i say thanks to god how can i appreciate god is there anything else i can do is there can i do can i do a little bit more for god after he has saved you after he has saved you at your age because he doesn't save you early doesn't save you early you know how it is you know what your life will be like but here you are he saved you he's taking care of you he's washed you with the precious blood of the of of jesus and wiped away all your sins all your sins how many of you were sinners once upon a time once upon a time even after salvation it's still not easy isn't it yeah it's not easy yeah it's not easy you're trying but it's not easy you that, that's that's why everything you say by the grace by the grace, by the grace, yes, by the grace, by the grace. Uh, one of our, one of our churches in England, the, the members, they, they like saying by the grace, yes, and they have a way of saying it by the grace. They say by the grace, yes, by the grace. Yes. So by the grace, everything is by the grace. You know that it's not something that you deserve. It's not something you have worked for. It's not something you have. It's something that is for you. But it is by the grace. So you have to live your life accordingly. To the grace that has found you and the grace that has reached you and the grace that has saved you and, and, and you know when, when you are saved i'm telling you it's the it's the biggest gift and the greatest gift of all so the title of my message today is john 3 16. yes john 3 16. john chapter 3 and verse 16. Yes, John chapter 3 and verse 16. Yeah. So that when, when I get another opportunity to preach to you, I can preach to you about other things. Yes, I preach to you about other things. Yes, and talk to you about other things. But I would like to treat, I like to treat today as the only opportunity that I'll ever get to preach to you. Yes. So if this is the only opportunity I have to preach to you, what will be what will be the best thing that I'll say to you? What will be the best? What will be the best and the you know from the depth of my heart? If my heart, if my heart has a thousand treasures, what is the most precious one? It will be John 360. Yes, it will be John 3. So that's what I want to give to you. Yes, that's all I want to give to you today. John 3.16, which says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
This is this is this is God. You know, this is God. This is Him. This is Him. Can you help me read from verse 15? I want to read from verse 15. And then I'd like to talk to you about John 3.16, which I'm sure everybody here knows John 3.16. We've heard of John 3.16. But that is, that must be, that must be your staying verse. And the verse that you use in your life. Wherever you go, anybody, anybody you meet who is a soul, every human being is a soul. Any soul that you meet, you have to tell them about John 3.16. You know, Paul, Paul said Paul said that when I first met you, when I first met you, the only concern I had, the only when he was writing to the Corinthians, said the only concern I had was how that your soul must be saved, how you can be saved. He said, first of all, first of all, Paul in Corinthians, Paul wrote about speaking in tongues, wrote about the gifts of the Spirit. He wrote about several several things. I was amazed when I saw that passage that he said that the first thing he taught was the salvation of their souls because that is the most important thing that is the most important when you are not well you can go to hospital when you you need a job you apply for jobs when you you need education you go to school there are so many things but what can wash away your sins what can take away your sins what that thing that's called your sin what what can solve what can solve that problem there's, there's nothing that can solve that problem that can solve that problem of sin apart from Jesus. Yes, that's the that's so that's the that's the biggest problem in the world. The biggest problem in the world is not a health problem. It's not COVID. COVID is not the biggest problem. You saw you saw when COVID came within some months they came with medication. Within months, HIV came within some years. That one took a little longer. It took some years. They brought they brought something to control it, to control it, to help, to help, to solve almost every situation that I've risen on this earth. There has been a so man has been able to, you know, find something. But when you talk about sin, how do you solve the sin problem? The top the top medication. The top medication to solve the sin problem is still John 3.16. It's never been improved. It's never been changed. It's, there's, there's no alternative to it. There's never been an alternative to it. The sin is a problem. The, it's, because it's a problem for everybody in this world. I remember a country that for a long time said that they didn't have COVID. Yes. For a long time they said they didn't, they didn't have COVID. Then, then there was an earthquake. Then there was an earthquake. So, uh, people from France, Europe, America had to travel there to go and help them solve the problem with the earthquake because they needed the machinery, they needed the help, they needed the Red Cross, they needed all those things. So, by the time they arrived in that place and they were leaving, the first case of COVID had come. Then the second case had come. Then the third case had come. The fourth case. But what I'm trying to say to you is that there is no place in this world where there are no sinners. Yes. There are no place in this world where there are no sinners. So you cannot say that, oh, we don't need, we don't need uh, this, this, this solution. We don't, we don't have this problem. Everywhere in the world has this problem. In John chapter 3 verse 15, the Bible says that that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have 
eternal life. Verse 16. Then he says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then verse 17. He says that for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, the coming of Jesus into the world is not for condemnation. It is for salvation. When you become a Christian, when you are a Christian, it's not to tell people who are not Christians that they are going to hell, but rather to tell those who are not Christians that there is an opportunity to be saved. So it is not to condemn, but rather that the world through him might be saved. Verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So, when you believe on him, you are not condemned. When you don't believe in him, you are condemned. Verse 19. It says that, and this is the condemnation. This is the condemnation. This is this is this is it's like this is the problem. This is the problem that you can have with God. This is the problem that you can have. And the problem that you have is that light is come into the world. The name Jesus, the person Jesus. And the name of Jesus is a light to the world. It's a light to the world. So he said, this is the condemnation that light came into the world. And men loved, loved darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. You remember before you got saved. A lot of you before you got saved. Before you were taken to church. Your deeds were evil. Deeds are like your actions. What you do. What you do, you naturally do bad things. Some of you naturally did bad things. Natu How many of you? Only 14 of you. Yes, without thinking of it about it, you did bad things. And then the light came. When the light came, so there are those that the light came and then they accept the light. And there are those who, when the light came, they say, We don't want to know about the light. The reason why you may not want to go to church every Sunday is because you want to stay in darkness. So if you are here, maybe somebody invited you to church today. What I'm saying to you is that what I'm saying to you is that light, what, what you have been invited to and what you have been called to this Sunday morning is light. It's light. And you have to choose the light. And that is your, your rejection. Your rejection of this invitation or this light is your rejection of God. And that is your condemnation. That is your condemnation. And God does not want you to be condemned. God doesn't want you to, he doesn't, he doesn't want anybody to be condemned. He doesn't like it for people to, condemn, to be condemned. So if you have been called and invited to church today, you have been invited to light. You have to be in church every Sunday. It's not a one-off. But I have come and I'm going to return. No, this is a new life. This is a new life that you have seen and you are experiencing. That God is saying that this is the way to live. This is how to live. This is what to do. This is how you live your life. You choose light and not darkness. 
Because the condemnation is that light is given to you. And you say, I don't want light. I don't want light. I want darkness. I don't want light. I want darkness. I don't want light. I want darkness. Why would you want darkness when there's light? Who chooses to live a dark life or live his life in darkness when he can see light and light has been offered to him? Today may be your first time, your second, your third, maybe even your fourth. But I am here to encourage you, to encourage you that it is the love of God you are experiencing. It is the mercies of God you are experiencing. It is God's greatest heart desire that you should live your life in light and not in darkness. To receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now let me tell you about seven things from John 3.16. Are you ready? Give us John 3.16 again so we can, we can look for are things. It says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Wow. That whosoever believeth should not perish but have everlasting life. So seven lessons of John 3.16. Number one is that God is the greatest person and he loves the world. God is greater than any human being. God is greater than any human being. The love, the love that I'm talking to you about is not a love from someone called Michael or someone called Mark. Yes. It's that's not, you know, you, 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 you know, uh, Mark said he loved you and he changed his mind. Mark didn't love you for a long time. He loved you. He loved you only for a few months. When Mark got what he wants, he didn't love you again. Yes, you felt you felt used. You felt disappointed. You felt pain. I mean, till today you haven't forgot. You haven't forgiven Mark because he told you that he loved you, and you discovered that he doesn't really love you. But we are not talking about Mark today. We are not talking about Michael. We are not talking about Mike. We are not talking about Mickey. We are not talking about Johnny. And we are not talking about Jimmy. All these people said they loved you, but you don't know where they are today in your life. You don't know where they are. You don't know where they are. We are talking about God, the greatest person ever. Greatest person ever. The greatest person ever. The greatest person ever. The Bible says Jesus Christ in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. It says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever. As Jesus was yesterday, so is he today. And so will he be forever. God doesn't change. God doesn't change. God won't say I love you today and then tomorrow he doesn't love you anymore. That's Mark and Jimmy. But God is not like that. The greatest person, the, the love and the, and the love I'm presenting to you today is a love from the greatest person ever. Greatest person ever. Greatest person ever. God, in other words, in other words, God does not have 
excess. He hasn't have got an ex. You, you have an ex-boyfriend. You have an ex-girlfriend. It means that you tried to love and the love didn't work. God does not have excess. The person God loved yesterday, he still loves him today. And he will love that person forever. Yes, that is God. The greatest person is the greatest person who is reaching out his hand to you. The hand that is reaching out today to you is the hand of God. The greatest, the greatest that you can ever have. Greatest you can ever have. Don't compare. The Bible says God is not a man that he should lie. Don't compare God to man. Don't compare your experiences with man to your experiences to God. When somebody talks to you about God, don't think about man. Don't think about man. The standards of God is not the standards of man. The greatest person is the one reaching out to you today. Number two. Number two is that God shows the greatest love ever shown to anyone. Hmm. Why do we say that? Why do we say that? Because what he's offering, what he's offering is a type of love that people can't give. That everything about you is forgiven. You remember Mark in your life. He made one mistake and you marked him. Oh, you remember you remember Jennifer. She made one mistake and you said, mm, is this how she is? Is this how it's going to be? You started with 100 units of love. By the end of the first week, you've reached 85 units. You've taken 15 off. But the love of God is greater than the love of women. It's greater than the love of a father. It's greater than the love of a mother. It's greater than the love of a boyfriend. The love of God is the greatest love ever. The greatest love. You know the mistake. You know, you know why you've never received God in your life. And never received Jesus into your life. And never committed yourself. Because you think that when we talk about love. It's like it's the same as the love of Michael yeah. and the love of Mark yeah. and the Mark and the love of Jennifer yeah. and, the, and the love of Julia. Yeah. You think you think it's that same love that you experience, you feel is the same thing that is going to happen. But this one, this one is different from the love of man. It's different from the love of man. I want you to take seriously this love that is being presented to you today. This love that is being shown to you. This love that I'm talking to is the greatest love ever. There are people who have loved you before. They they don't love you anymore. Oh, they don't love you anymore. They don't call you anymore. They don't talk to you anymore. You know, one day, a lady was telling me, she said, you know this brother, he used to really come after me. He used to really chase me. And I asked her, so did you like her? Did you like him? She said, 
She's not sure. She can't really answer whether she liked him or not. But she liked the attention. So she liked the attention. So I think she didn't respond well to his advances. So he gave up. But she said to me, her story that she told me that I'm sharing with you today. Is that she said, what paid her most is that one day she met him. He was walking towards her. And she was walking towards him. And this is the expression she used. She said, it was as though I was the heir. It's like, it's like, it's like he could see through her. So he did not even blink to say hello or turn his eye that I have seen a human being. He said he walked, he walked past them. And where was this? This was, she, she said, inside church. In church. She showed me, she, you know, that she was so hurt that she showed me the spot where it happened. She said, here, we were here. And I was coming. So I was coming. And he was walking towards me. And he said, look, she said, I felt like I was part of the air. Because nobody tends to look at air. That he did not, he, he did not see. Yet, this is the person who was persistently chased, followed, sent messages, phone calls. But the love didn't last. The love didn't last. I'm introducing you to you today a love that will last forever. A love that will last forever. A love that lasts forever. It lasts forever. The love of God is a forever love. It's a forever love. You know, you know the Bible says that God is faithful to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. He's faithful. You know, when we say faithful, it means that it means that you can count on someone to do something. Faithful means the person is constant, the person is consistent, the person is reliable. The person is dependable. So when you talk about in First John one nine, when you talk about God, when you talk about God and forgiveness of sins, you can count on Him. Wow! You can count on Him because some of you are wondering. I've tried to be this Christ, this Christianity. I've tried it before, but I didn't survive. No, you didn't survive because you thought the love of God is like the love of Michael or the love of Mark, you feel that God is tired of you, but God is faithful to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all righteous unrighteousness God is faithful the Bible says that though the righteous fall seven times, he shall rise again I don't know how many times you are falling, but you can count on God's love it's the greatest love of all it's the greatest love of all is the greatest love of all. Number three. Yes. Greatest, greatest love is what I'm talking to you about today. Greatest love, greatest person. Greatest person to ever love. Oh, if you have not experienced the love of God, you've not experienced love. No, 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 you haven't experienced love till you experience the love of God. Then, number three. Number three, the third lesson of John 3.16 is that God loves the greatest number of people ever. Greatest number of people. Loves the greatest number of people. Human beings, we can't love a lot of people. 
Yes. We only love our husbands and our children. Beyond that, we don't. We can't. You can't. We can't really love and care. Beyond that, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a, it's a problem. That's why. That's why a pastor, a pastor, is a supernatural thing. To be a pastor is is a supernatural. It's not natural because a pastors pastors care for people. You pastors pastors care and receive people like their own children. The advice the pastor will give you as though as though he gave birth to you. The number of you that a pastor can gather, even how he can even remember your name. Can remember your name. And when he remembers your name, he remembers even your problems. Your problem that you shared with him, and he will pray for you. That is a supernatural thing. It is not a natural thing. Naturally, naturally. People don't love people like that. But God, God, God loved everybody. Everybody. For God so loved the world. 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 He he didn't just, he didn't only love England. He loved Botswana. He loved Namibia. He loved South Africa. He loved Angola. He loved Portugal. He loved Germany. He loved America. He loved Ghana. He loved Nigeria. He loved Uganda. He loved Rwanda. He loved the world. God loved the world. Anybody at all can come to God and will be received from God. Anybody at all can come. Anybody. He loves young people. He loves old people. He loves murderers. He loves priests. He loves thieves. He loves bankers. He loves lawyers. He loves doctors. He loves men. He loves women. He loves boys. He loves girls. Anybody, any category you want to use, God likes you. God likes you. And God wants you. He loved the greatest number of people. Greatest number. Greatest number of people. Greatest number of people. People, people, people don't people don't like a lot of people. People like people that they will get something from them. Mm. Yes. 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 When you see someone being nice, you should, you should check. What does this person want from you? Yes. How many of you have felt that way before? That this person seems to like me because he wants something from me. Yes. Yes. Sometimes even children, you do things for your parents. Suddenly, you are helping in the house because you want something. (laughs) Yes. You want what? You want money. You want money or you want to go out? Yes. Yes. And you've been told that you can't go out. So you start making yourself good boy. Good boy in the house. Washing dishes. Washing. Cleaning. Early in the morning. You are up. You are cleaning. Because you know at 4 p.m. You want to go out. People don't do things for free. But God loves 
the greatest number of people for free for free for free for free I don't I don't I don't know why you would want to reject such love I don't know why you want to reject such love I think you should rather go deeper into this love go deeper and experience more of God's love and if you haven't started experiencing the love of God today is your beginning of experiencing the love of God today is the beginning that you experience the love of God number four or is it number five four okay lesson number four number one is what the greatest person the greatest person the greatest person ever you will like you will like important people to like you isn't it yes everybody likes the top dog yes you like to be associated with the top dog one day i was i was in a, a restaurant with some brothers they were eating and then one of them got a phone call i don't know why his phone got kept ringing he got about five or six phone calls every time his phone rings when he answers it, then it's like he just whispered. And you know, I was sitting next to him, so I could hear the whisper. Then he said, I'm in a restaurant with Bishop. <laughs> and then we'll be there. Then the phone will ring again. He doesn't have, he doesn't say hello. That means like whoever it is, that he wants the person to know where he is and who he is with. I'm in the restaurant with the bishop. 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 Then the phone will ring again. I'm in the restaurant with the bishop. I'm in the restaurant with the bishop. I said, hey, brother. He wants everybody to know that he is with an important person. He's with an important person. It's like bishop has taken him to a restaurant. Look, today, today, the greatest person is reaching out to you with love. He's saying that he likes you. He's saying that he likes you. He's saying that he wants you. And what's number two? Say that again. He shows the greatest love ever shown to anybody. Who will come to you and come and collect your debts? Yes. 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 That come, it's like, it's like I like you. I like you. I like you for the, the greatest type of a love that doesn't fail. Yes. Many years ago, I had a couple. They married. As soon as they married, problems started in the marriage. They quarreled and fought and quarreled and fought and quarreled until they divorced. One day, I was talking to a friend of this, of this guy, and he said to me that they never really told you what the real problem is. So I said, what was the problem? He said, when they married, then he discovered that she has a debt of 3,000 pounds. And he never forgave her for it. He never forgave her. That she didn't say it before she came. 3,000 pounds. 3,000 pounds. This is about 20 years ago. 3,000 pounds. He never forgave her for it. The friend was telling me that he never, he never let go of that issue, of, of that issue. He never let go of it. Yes. Mercy. Yes. 
People don't easily forgive people for things. You see, you'll be there, then you'll be reminded that you, you know. You know why I found you. Mark didn't marry you. Michael didn't marry you. Mitch didn't marry you. Johnny didn't marry you. Jimmy didn't marry you. I married you. People, people, people don't easily forget things. People don't easily forget things. But God, he says, your sin, I'll remember no more. Your sin, I will remember no more. The greatest love ever. The greatest love ever. Greatest love ever. And number three was what? Ah, the greatest number of people. You take your life. How many people can you like? How many people can you care for? That's why I say that when you see a pastor loving his people, loving his flock, it's a supernatural thing. It's not a natural thing. It's not a natural thing. It's a supernatural thing. Most pastors are very quiet and private people. Yes. It's not a natural thing that they want, they want the whole world in their lives. It is a supernatural thing. But God loved greatest number of people. Number four. God gave the greatest gift ever. Which was his son. He gave the greatest gift. Greatest gift you can ever give to anybody. Yes. Greatest gift. The gift you give to someone says a lot. The gift you give to someone says a lot. When I was beloved um, with my wife, yes, we were in a relationship for four years before we married. Yes, we entered into a relationship 23rd December 1989, and we married 27th May 1993. Yes, yeah, 23rd December. It was the best Christmas she ever had. 1989 was her best Christmas. Next time you meet her, you can ask her. Tell her I told you that her best Christmas was 1989. She can't deny it. Yes. When this young man told her that, I'll marry you. Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? I'm sure she was screaming in her heart, Jesus. I got him. I got him. Oh Jesus, I got him. I got him. Oh God, you really answer prayers. Anyway, I was telling you a story. So join our relationship. On her birthday, I'll give her a gift. On her birthday, she'll give me a gift. But one day I said to her that, you see, look at the gifts I give you. <laughs> and look at what you have been giving me. Can you see? Can you see the difference? I don't want to tell you what the gifts were. I, I, I told them, can you see the difference? Can you see that one person has more value for the other? Based on the gifts that I received. If, if you give gifts. Yes. One day I told them. Yes. 
because my birthday, my birthday is in November. Her birthday is in December. So, so <laughs> yes. So, so my gift comes. If it's if it's birthdays, my gift comes, and then her gift comes. Then it's like you know, it's like as the years were going, I was wondering, is she not learning anything from? <laughs> The type, the type of gifts that are coming. Yes, the type of gifts. That is like your value is up here. It, looks, it feels as though my value is somewhere down there. By the gift. I mean, if you give someone a gift, you really like how you give the person a gift. Will you not give the person a gift of value? Of value. Of value. Somebody says that it's not, it's not a gift, it's the thought. No, but, but, the, but the gift is a reflection of your thoughts. Then it means that your thoughts are bad thoughts. One day, a certain, a certain brother brought me a gift. I think it was Christmas. He brought me a gift. When I opened the gift, do you know what was in the gift? No, I'm asking you, do you know what was in the gift? Those of you here, do you know what was in the gift? Do you want to know what was in the gift? How many of you like to know what, what the gift was? It was boxer shorts. One pair of boxer shorts. White. White boxer shorts. I said, I said to myself, what type of gift is this? How do you even know my size? Do you know my size? Boxes. Yeah. How did you choose it? Or is it, or is it leftover boxer shorts you have in your house? And he said, "Let me give, let me give the pastor one." Yes, it was given to him. Maybe he doesn't like it. He said, "Let me give it to the pastor." Yes. One day, somebody else brought me a gift. When he brought the gift, they added a message. His message, you know, as was given, the, the other his message was that he said, "You are always wearing white shirt, so I want you to wear another color." And the and the shirt was pink. So I said, "I said, at this my age, a grown up adult, am I now going to choose a color shirt? I've gone through the cycle of colors, and I've settled on white." white I wear. If you want to make me happy, why don't you give me what you see that I like? Even the fact, if you even notice, give me what I like. But you are coming to tell me that there are other colors. You are not coming to teach me that there are other colors. But you see, God, when he was giving us a gift, he knew what we like. He knows what we need. He knows what will help us. He knows what will solve all our problems. He didn't give us a gift that we can complain about or tell stories about. He gave us the gift of his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him 
will not perish. He gave us a solution. He gave us a solution. There is no better gift you can ever receive than the gift of Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. There is no better gift. There is no better gift. There's, how many of you have received gifts that you didn't like? So this gift mm, is not working. The gift is not working. Yes. But the gift of God, it works. It works. It works and it works all the time. It works all the time. The gift of God is powerful and it works and it works all the time. And it is exactly what you need. Exactly what you need. Exactly what you need. Exactly what you need. The gift of Jesus is exactly what you need. Just what you need. Number five. God gives the greatest invitation ever. Hey, this invitation is a wild invitation. Give the greatest invitation. When people, when people are invited for their wedding, they, they said we've catered for 200 people. So we can't invite more than 200 people. When people are inviting people to, for their house, for lunch, say, oh, I, can only, I can only receive five people. There's no space in my house. There's no room. There's five can come. Or max ten. Ten can squeeze in. But God, he said, look at it. Look at the invitation. No, John 3.16. Let's read the verse. Look at the invitation. He says that the invitation is whosoever. 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 Who has a party and says whosoever? That anybody can come. How, how big is your house? How much rice do you have? How much chicken do you have? As for beef, I know you have beef. <laughs> how much do you have? You can say whosoever. Whosoever means anybody at all. Anybody. Any boy, any girl. Any man, any woman, regardless of color, regardless of your background, regardless that anybody at all can come. Anybody at all. Anybody at all. That's the invitation. That is the invitation. That's the greatest invitation ever. Anybody. Nobody throws such an invitation to the world. Nobody does, does that. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. Nobody does such things at all. When you're organizing a wedding, you'll be checking how many people. How many, it's one of the first discussions. How many guests do we want? How many guests? How many guests can come? And then you plan it according to the number of people you can feed. But imagine the God that is inviting you today it's a God who is saying, whosoever, including you. Including you. Maybe you would have thought that, hey, maybe I don't qualify. I don't pass. Maybe it's not for me. But today, I want you to know that you are included. You are part of God's budget. You are part of God's plan. God has budgeted for you. And he's saying that anybody, including, including you, even this morning, you have sinned. You are still part of whosoever. 
maybe last night, last night you did something you shouldn't have done. And so you are thinking, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to receive that. But he said, whosoever, anybody at all, maybe you are even planning from here, you are planning to go and do something bad. You are included. He still says, come. He still says he wants you. He still says he likes you. He still says you can be saved. He still, he still likes you. He still likes you. He still likes you. The Bible says that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We like people when they have changed. God likes people when they are still bad. Yes. Yes. We like people when they change. When you, when you want to uh, employ someone, work with someone, somebody do something for you, you only want the people who are correct and proper. God is not like man. Whilst you were a sinner. That is, that, is when, that is when his love was even wild towards you. That's when he really liked you. When you were, you were such a terrible person. Terrible person. That's when God said that. I like you. I want you. I'll choose you. I'll choose you. I'll choose you. I'm choosing you. I want somebody like you. I want somebody like you. An evil person like you. A wicked person like you. A liar like you. A thief like you. A fornicator like you. He says that I like you and I want you. Because we're sinners. So I like you. People don't like people, you know. Many years ago, I had a friend. I mean, we're all friends. And then one of them was getting married. And he chose, he chose another friend to be his best man. We were all happy. And then suddenly, I remember I was in London when I heard that he says this brother shouldn't be his best man anymore. So I said, why? What has happened? Because I haven't heard anything. Why? What has happened? Why is he rejecting his friend? You see, anytime I read this verse, I always remember that friend. Because when I asked why, I heard that this other friend that he has chosen as his best man has gone to impregnate his beloved. He has slipped and fallen. And his beloved is pregnant. So he said, yes, the, 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 not, not, the, the one, not the best man's wife. The friend's beloved. His own beloved. He's going to impregnate his own beloved. Yes. yes. So it's like he's falling into sin. So his friend, his friend can't forgive him. It's like it's like I don't want a sinner to be my best man. I don't want a sinner to be my best man. I don't want. It's like my friendship with you goes to the point where you you don't make a mistake. Because of your mistake, you are disqualified. Hey, but as for God, whilst we were sinners, He liked us. Whilst we were sinners, He liked us. Whilst we were sinners, He liked us. He liked us whilst we were sinners. He really liked us whilst we were sinners. Huh. Number six. Hmm. Are you feeling the love of God? Whosoever, Eish. anybody at all. The greatest invitation ever. Number six. Number six is the greatest 
God gives us the greatest and simplest method ever of entering into heaven. The greatest and the simplest method of entering into heaven. And what's that? What's, what's that method? It's the word after whosoever believing. Oh God, God is not asking you for ten cows. When you go to marry, they ask you for eight cows. God is not asking you for eight cows. He's not, he's not asking you for six beds. He's not asking you for any sacrifice. He's not asking you to do anything. All he's saying is that just believe. Just believe. Just believe that he likes you. Just believe that he likes you. The greatest method. The simplest method ever. They just believe. All you have to do is to believe. You don't need it. You don't, you, there's no fee to pay. There's nothing to pay to be saved. You don't have to pay anything. All you have to say is, yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. Yes, I believe. I believe in God. I believe in the love of God. I believe in Jesus. I like Jesus. I, I want to accept this love that Jesus has for me. I want to accept it. and I be, That's all. It's over. As soon as you believe, it's over. There is nothing you have to do but to believe. And then number seven. The greatest and the simplest method. Yes. Even to go to university, look at the forms you fill. Yes. Complex things. Complex things. Even to apply for a visa. Yeah. I, was, I was going to a certain country once. Hey. And I had to apply for a visa. Hey. The forms. They said, which school did my father go to? From primary, I had to give them from primary school to the university. My father. Then my mother. The same. Which school did they go to? Primary school to university. Then, where has my father worked? Everywhere my father has worked, I should put it down. Everywhere my mother has worked, I should put it down. Then they came to me. Primary school. Secondary school. University. Then they said, for the past 10 years, where have I traveled to? I should put all that. Where did I go? How long did I stay there? And what did I go and do there? For 10 years. So if it was 2022, I have to go, I have to think all to 2012. And I have to work my way. 2012, where did I go? What did I go and do there? How many times did I go there? Then 2013. Then 2014. Then 2015. Then 2016. Then 2017. Then 2018. Then 2019. Then 2020. Then 2021. Then 2022. Before I can enter their country. But for the love of God. No forms. Nothing complex. Nothing difficult. Nothing difficult. I, 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 I thought to myself, my father is dead. Where can I find him to interview him? Where have you been? Which country did you travel to? What did you do? What did you go and do there? Which school did you go to? What did you study? It's like, why? 
by the love of God. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe that what he is saying in John 3.16 believe that it is true and you are saved. And my seventh and final point for today. Yes. Is that God gives the greatest escape ever. The greatest escape. The greatest escape. This is the one you should never ignore. Because he says, Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Should not perish. Should not perish. God does not want you to perish. If you don't believe in him, you will perish. If you don't receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will perish. That is why he's given a door and a way of escape. Should not perish. Believe in him and you will not perish. What is perishing? Perishing is going to hell. Perishing is going to hell. Perishing. He says you will go to hell. A place, a place, a place where the fire doesn't go out. We will sit here a few, a few um, hours. The room is getting hot. We want fresh air. Hell, there's fire. It does, that is the place that someone went to. The rich man in Lazo, he went there. And he said that just dip the tip of your finger in water and it will cool me. You imagine it. You imagine that. How bad is it that just a drop of water will be appreciated? You see, when you are very broke, when you are very broke, and somebody gives you 10 pula, you worship him. You worship him. You worship him. When you are not broke, when you lose 10 pula, you don't even notice it. You will, not, you will not even notice it. You will not even notice it. You will not, you will, you will not even notice that money is missing. You, the, the more you notice money is missing, it means what you have is lower. Is you don't have enough. But there is a place where you will notice what is missing. Yes. When something goes missing, you, you, if you, it will take a long time before you notice. That's why people steal from rich people. Because they don't, they don't notice immediately. I'm not saying you should go and steal. Yes. Yes. But a place where a drop. If you tell me now that you are thirsty and I give you a drop of water, you wonder that am I mad? And I also say to you that you are not desperate. Because if you are desperate, a drop, you appreciate it. You appreciate a drop. In hell, a drop of water makes a difference. A drop of water makes a difference. Water that is on somebody's finger, like that, it makes a difference in hell. And God doesn't want you to go to hell. He does it. That's why He wants you to believe in His love and receive Jesus so that you will not perish. Because that place, what comes when you don't receive Jesus, is a scary thing, it's a frightening thing. Anybody you know in your life, any everybody you know in your life who has died is still alive. The person is either in heaven or in hell. 
anybody you know, anybody you know in your lifetime who has died, every dead person is still alive. Anybody you know. Anybody you know. Anybody you know. Anybody you know. That is why, that is why if you understand what I'm saying to you today, you will develop the heart of God and you will not want anybody to perish because you know if they don't receive Jesus, ah, ah, where they are going is not a good place. It's not a good place. It's not, it's, not, it's not a place. It's not a place where you can have a party there. It's a place where the Bible says there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let me tell you a story. One day I was trying to catch a train. And I have a few seconds left. So I ran. I ran. I'm being faster than Usain Bolt. If Usain Bolt was there that day, I would have run faster than him. When I caught on the train, I started choking. I mean, I was choking. I'm trying to tell you, you know, I've never been to hell before. I don't want to get to hell. But I had, I had a near-death experience. Where now I can see that the only thing I need is water. Just a little bit of water will make a difference for me. I was sitting and I was gasping. <laughs> and there was this girl who was sitting there. She's been looking at me since the whole thing began. She didn't see anything to sit As it was getting worse, because now personally, I didn't know what would have happened next. Then I saw her. She took, went into her bag and brought out a bottle. In the bottle. This is around 6 p.m. in the the bottle. was water that she has been drinking from morning. What was left in it was done. She didn't say anything. She just stretched out his hand like that. If you want this life, you know, I'm offering you life. Will you take it or not? I'm offering you life. I'm offering you life. I didn't have time to think. I know myself. I know myself. If I'm eating and my wife wants what I'm eating, all she has to do is to touch it. She knows it's a food. If I'm drinking, if I'm drinking coffee, I'm drinking tea, I'm drinking Coca-Cola, and my wife wants it, all she'll do is that she'll take it and take a sip and then she'll start laughing because she knows that it's over. I won't drink it again. No, no, no. I can't put food in my mouth that somebody has touched. Uh-huh. That day, I'm sure God was teaching me something. I'm sure there was a lesson to me. That the day I was, <laughs> the day I was just the water. It wasn't cold. The water, the water was warm. Warm. She has drank it from morning. She washed her mouth into it. I mean, everything in it. If she's eating, if she's eating sandwiches, it's in the thing. If she's eating crisps, it's in the thing. If anything she has eaten, it's, it's in that water. Little water under the bottle. Life. Life. Choose you this day what you want. Life or death. Choose. Within a few seconds, I had to decide to choose life that I will live than die. As you stretch out your hand like that. I just took it. I took a step. That was it. I was okay. 
life. 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 I had to choose life. Somebody was offering me a way of escape. Someone was offering me life. That girl offered me life. She was an Asian looking girl. Like a Malaysian like girl. Sitting there. Just looking at me like that. I'll go to the washroom and come back retching. Grasping for. I just needed oxygen. Today, God is offering you life. Through Jesus, He's offering you life. Will you take it or not? Will you take it or not? Will you accept it or not? God is offering you life. He's offering you salvation. He's offering you the best and the greatest and the easiest way out. He has said, whosoever, it doesn't matter what you, what you even think of yourself. He doesn't even care whether you like him or not. He says that I like you. I like you. And I want you. He's offering you life. Life. What is being offered to you today is not Mercedes Benz. It's not Audi. It's not a Toyota. It's not a Hyundai. It's not a car. It's not beef. It's not pork. It's not lamb. It's not milk. I'm not offering you sugar. I'm not offering you tea. I'm not offering you coffee. I'm not offering you dollars. I'm not offering you euros. I'm not offering you pounds. I'm offering you life. 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 I'm not saying after this you'll be the richest person on earth. I'm saying after this you will not perish. But you will have everlasting life. You will have everlasting life. Will you take it or not? This Sunday morning, God is offering you life. Life. Will you take it or not? Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet and let's pray. Stand to your feet and let's pray. The love of God. Thank God for this afternoon. Thank Him. Thank Him. Thank Him for His love. Thank Him for His kindness. Thank Him for His mercies. Thank Him for His blessings. Thank Him. Thank Him for His blessings. Thank Him for His blessings. Thank Him for His mercies. Thank Him for His patience. His patience, his patience towards you, and his patience for you. Thank him. Say thank you to God that he brought you to church today to feel his love, to hear of his love, to experience of his love. Thank him. Say thank you. I want everybody here saying thank you to God. Thanking him that he found you. That he sent somebody to come to you. To come in here of his love, of his mercies, of his kindness. Thank him. 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 Life. 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 Salvation. 
vision the love of God the love of God God loves you God likes you God wants you thank him thank him thank him thank him father we want to thank you this afternoon we are so grateful for your son Jesus Christ who you sent into this world who you sent into this world to die for our sins that we may have everlasting life thank you father for salvation thank you for saving us thank you for helping us now this afternoon while every eye is closed and every head is bowed you are here somebody invited you to church or you have been going to church but deep in your heart you don't have a relationship with God. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or you used to go to church, but you are falling out, you are backsliding. You used to go as a little child. You used to go as an adult, but you don't go to church anymore. Or you are in the church, but you are not serious. If you were to die today, you don't know whether it be heaven or hell. If you were to drop dead today, you are not sure whether it be heaven. Today, the love of God has found you. The love of God has brought you close, has brought you to a church. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to receive the love of God. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed, if you are here like that, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus in my life. I want to receive the love of God. Just lift up your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Wherever you are, lift up high. God bless you. I can see your hands. I can see your hands all over the place. All over the place. It may be your first time. It may be your second time. It may be your fifth time. It may be any number of times that you've been here. But you know today that if you don't receive Jesus, you will go to hell. You will die and go to hell. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just your right hand. And I'll pray with you. Just your right hand. I want to receive this love. I want to receive this salvation. God bless you. If you have your hand lifted up, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to run to me in the front right here and I'll pray with you. Come out of your seats and come. You lifted up your hand. Yes, come. You lifted up your right hand. Come. Come all the way. Come all the way. From the back, come. In front here, come. Don't stay out. Don't stay back. You lifted up your hand to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come all the way. Come. All those guys standing by the wall, you lifted up your hands. Come. Come. Standing by the wall here, you lifted up your hand. Come to Jesus. Come. Come to the front. Today's your first time. Second time. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come. I saw you. You lifted up your hand. Come. Come. Yes. Come. Come and give your life. Clap as they come. Clap as they come. Clap as they come. You lifted up your hand. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus today. Come to Jesus today. Don't feel shy. Don't be shy. Don't feel big. Don't feel too important. Don't change your mind about God. Come. Come. If there's anybody by your side who lifted up their hand 
and as putting up their hand, tell them that come with me. I'll walk with you to give your life to Jesus. It's very important. I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. This is salvation. This is life. This is salvation. Keep your right hand up as you come. Keep your right hand up. I'm waiting for you. God is waiting for you. God is patient. God loves you. God likes you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Come to him. Come. Come. I'm still waiting for you. There's still room. There's still room for you. Don't say tomorrow. Don't say another time. Don't say no. I'm shy. Shyness will take you to hell. Shyness will destroy your life. Walk out of your seats and come. And come. The lady in the green dress, I think you lifted up your hand. Green dress, spectacles. Darling, sweetheart, come. It's very important to me. Come. Yes. Madam, come. Come. Yes. Come. Come and join us. Come. God bless you. God bless you. Stand by her. Come with her. Stand with her, okay? Stand with her. Yes. Come. Come to you. It's very important. I'm telling you. It's more important than anything. Anything in this world that can be offered to you. Salvation. Salvation. To take this step. To make this step. Come. Is there anybody still standing there? Those with your back to the wall. Anybody there? You lifted up your hand. And you haven't come yet. Come now. Come. Don't be shy. Don't be stubborn. Don't change your mind. If you are there, you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come. Those by the wall there. I saw a number of hands. Come. Yes. God bless you. Come. Come all the way. Come all the way. Come all the way. It's not a group thing. Don't think about friends. Don't think about groups. Think about yourself. And think about salvation. It's not a group thing. If it was a group thing, I would have said a lot of people have come. It's okay. But I know individuals. It's an individual thing. It's an individual thing. You want to give your life to Jesus. Come. We are about to pray. We are about to pray. I'm making the last encouragement. Last exhortation for you to come. Come and join us now. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come and give your life to Jesus. You want to come. Walk out of your seat. Don't be shy. Don't feel bad. Walk out of your seat. And come to Jesus now. Come. God bless you. 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 Think about it. Today could be your last day. Tomorrow could be your last day. Are you ready to meet your God? Are you ready to meet your God? If you are not sure, come. Come. Come to God. Now bow your heads. God bless you. Come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. Now let's pray. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes.
Say, Heavenly Father, everybody in this room, especially those of you in the front, say this prayer after me. Close your eyes and say it meaningfully. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please forgive me of all my mistakes. I repent from all my sins. I am sorry for all the bad things I have done. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. Now say, I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe Jesus died on the cross. And rose up on the third day. Now lift your right hand and say, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus. Please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I give myself to you. I give my life to you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. And be my Savior. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for accepting me. And making me a child of yours. From today. I will serve you. And I will live for you. Thank you father. Please write my name. In the book of life. Thank you father. For salvation. And for Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. Now say Satan. I reject you. In Jesus' name, I am born again. I am saved. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I will no longer serve you. I belong to Jesus. I bind you. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name. Shout out loud. In Jesus' name. And say your biggest amen ever. Say another amen. And say your third amen. Father, may they be blessed. May they be established in your house. Thank you for the washing of blood. And thank you for salvation. In Jesus name. Amen. What a beautiful day in your life. What a beautiful day in your life. What a great day in your life. What a great day in your life. That you are saved. Blood washed. All your sins are forgiven. All. All are forgiven. Let nobody tell you that there are some sins that are left. Everything is forgiven. From today. It's a new life. It's going to be a good life. It's going to be a blessed life. It's going to be a blessed relationship with God. Live for Jesus. Live for God. Amen. Is there anything you want them to do? Or they can go to their seats and you see them after.
Yes, go to your seats. I'm sure after the close of the service, there will be a special meeting for you. Clap for them as they go back to their seats. Congratulations. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.